Don't look back because the market is closed. Hello, everyone. This is Kip Harridge with your daily VRA Investing System podcast. Tell you in just a few minutes what happened in the markets today. More importantly, we'll tell you what's going to happen going forward using the VRA Investing System as our guide. And again, thank you all so much for joining us each and every day here. This, this group is built, is built very quickly. Uh, Tyler's done a great job of that. Uh, it's stunning to me the number of people that listen to this, but hopefully you're getting something from it. You're probably getting your money's worth just a little bit if you've been following uh, what we've been telling you about the VRA investing system. Well, we've been nailing this market. I mean, we just have. That's not me bragging. It's just what it is. And uh, the results uh, bear that out. The VRA portfolio, so check this out. The VRA portfolio, we combine uh, leveraged ETFs, which we use the VRA investing system to trade. Not day trading, but we have a short, shorter-term mindset with leveraged ETFs for the obvious reasons. They're more aggressive. They're riskier. Uh, and we combine that with our knowledge and our insights into small, our favorite small-cap growth stocks and story stocks. And so it's been – this is how we beat the markets uh, pretty much every year. Beat the S&P 500 15 out of 16 years. Um, we beat the market again uh, last year, year before that. Uh, anyway, we obviously beat the market most years. Uh, this year is off to a uh, what is our second best start ever. Um, we are up 46%, uh, an average given, average gain of 46%. This is through Friday's close in our 10 positions. We never buy, we never have more than 10 to 12 positions. We want a very uh, tightly focused group. Of stocks and holdings, I've always believed that if you if you want to own 20, 30, 40, 50 stocks, fantastic, more power to you. Go, go do that. Uh, good luck managing it. We wish you well. Better yet, how about buy an index fund where you get that a really good diversification, and you can match the market's gains. Uh, but that's not what we do here. Our goal every year is to crush Mr. Market. He's a devious little bastard. He will. He wants to, to, to crush us every year. Think back to what happened in December. Right? That's his goal. Get everybody on one side of the market, pull the rug out, and crush us. So, look, this is how my mentors taught me years ago. We have one objective every year. We stay laser-focused with the objective of crushing this little bastard. So, here we go. Uh, again, 46% gains uh, so far. That annualizes at what? Uh, that annualizes at, uh, uh, if we keep this up, that annualizes at 275% for the full year. Uh, we believe we'll do better. Our best year is 2009, where we put up a net uh, average gain of 360%. It was a heck of a year coming off the, uh, the uh, 2008 financial crisis, which we nailed. Uh, we were short going into it, and then we were long, we, ma- we we bought at the market lows, the March lows in 2009, within five minutes of the lows. This is documented, folks. Nailed the lows, had a great year, killed it in the mining in mining stocks, which we're now doing again. This feels like 2009 to me, and for obvious reasons. You know, in 2008, we were coming off uh, the financial crisis, uh, the 2009 uh, panic lows. We just had panic lows in December of this past year, right? December 24th, Christmas Eve massacre, capitulation, where the fear and greed index hit two. It never hit that, hit that before, all-time low. That was pure capitulation. We were aggressively buying. If you followed us here, you know that's exactly what we've been doing. We've been telling everyone. That's what we should be doing. We actually have nailed the sectors as well. So again, this year, 
Average gain of 46%, net gains of 460%. We have 10 positions. They're all profitable. Uh, going back to the capitulation lows, we're actually up 56%. So we're not only doing well, we're also crushing the market. S&P 500 from the capitulation lows is up 19%. Again, we're up 56%. Just getting started, folks. So we're actually going to have an offer starting tomorrow for the VRA. A one-month offer or a three-month offer, we're going to have it out tomorrow. If you have an interest in it, just sign up at our site. You'll, you'll, get, you'll get the email notification of it. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com or, or excuse me, you, you can ask it, you need to sign up on our blog. You can access that at kipharris.com or at vrainsider.com. One of the two, or you know, contact me through Twitter. You can reach us in any number of ways, of course. Uh, but we'd love to have you with us. We've got a great community here, and we love doing one thing, and that's crushing Mr. Market. We do whatever it takes to do that. Uh, I will buy anything. I will short anything as long as it makes sense, as long as it applies uh, from what we've heard with the VRA investing system. Um, so I want to also talk about something I saw this morning on CNBC. Which I don't watch a whole lot of CNBC for the obvious reason. It, all it does is kind of screw with your mind. Basically, you get a bunch of guys that, that just don't – and girls that rarely beat the market, rarely like as in never. And by the way, that's not just a knock on CNBC. It's not just a knock on the people they have on their show. Folks, every year – and this is going back to when I got in the business in 1985 – Every year, 9 out of 10 money managers, 9 out of 10 mutual funds do not beat the market. And by the market, I mean the S&P 500. That's the benchmark that, uh, that, that many base their uh, success off of. That's what we use here. And so uh, each and every year, these folks you see on CNBC don't beat the market. Why would we listen to them? This is why you – know, this is one of the things we see as our role here is not only to help you beat the markets but to educate you on why you should not be listening to these fools that are on TV. Their job is to do one thing, to sell you their shit. Whatever it is they have for sale, they want you to buy it. And so you know, if you've ever noticed, they don't – they do not mark uh, – they do not uh, put up their returns uh, when they're on air. Right? They may sometimes put up their conflicts of interest sometimes, but they do not uh, tell you how they did last year or three years ago or five years ago. We do. So all that's documented here at the VRA. Um, but this morning, Warren Buffett was on. Now, over the years, I've, uh, I've had my running battles with Buffett. It's, it's obviously a one-way battle. He doesn't know who I am probably. But you know, uh, I've called him out on uh, a lot of hypocrisy that I've seen. For example – Buffett used to talk about uh, quite a bit about weapons of mass financial destruction or derivatives, and then here comes uh, 2001, <clears throat> you know, with 9/11, where he had a terrible quarter, had another terrible quarter in 2007, 2008. Uh, we're, talking about, we're talking about losses of of 35,000, uh, 35 billion dollars. Okay, serious losses. Um, and we find out that he actually owned derivatives, and they, they contributed to these big losses. So this morning, you know, here he is back on, and, and he just he, – he, he seems like he's really aged quite a bit mentally to me. Um, and again, this guy's an unbelievable success story. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm not coming that hard at him. But he's also a never-Trumper. And so I do have a problem with that because I don't care what his views on politics are. I just don't give a shit, and, and he, he – it's like Hollywood. Why do, why do I care what he thinks about politics? I want to know what Trump thinks about investing. Now, there is a connection. 
between politics and investing. So I'll give him that. But he wasn't on talking about that. He was on talking about his other dislikes of President Trump, as he's done before. So I just reminded everybody this morning that here we have uh, uh, Buffett, who just had his worst quarter since 2001, and he lost over almost $26 billion in, in, in Berkshire Hathaway um, as he's knocking Trump uh, for what he's done. This market is on fire. How did, how did Buffett just lose almost $26 billion with the stock market soaring like it is? Well, I, if I had more time, I'd tell you how that happened. But what I do know is that there's something called the Trump curse. And when you come at, at, at number 45 hard <laughs> to, to steal a, a line from uh, the, the now infamous uh, Jesse Smollett, when you come at Trump hard, this Trump curse tends to come back at you even harder. And maybe that's what Buffett's experiencing right now. Also, I'll just remind everybody, Buffett did pretty well when Obama was in office. Uh, a lot of people believed, and we know this from the uh, 08 financial crisis, that he had access to investments other people didn't. In other words, he had access to inside information that other people did not. And, uh, well, now that, that, uh, that's probably shut off a little bit with a different president in office, not, not a Democrat, in other words. So, uh, anyway, uh, Warren, good luck to you. Hope you have a better quarter this year and don't uh, lose another $26 billion uh, in Berkshire for Berkshire Hathaway. Maybe, maybe time to move on and, and uh, enjoy the rest of your retirement. Okay, uh, best close today since uh, November the 8th in the markets. Uh, we did come off our highs quite a bit. Who cares? I mean, this is still a, a rock and roll bull market. I'm, I'm going to share something with you in just a second that uh, should blow you away because it did me. And I had to put some homework into this to find out exactly how this happened. But really quickly, Dow Jones up 60 points today. Uh, again, best close uh, in the Dow, NASDAQ, and S&P 500 since November the 8th. Uh, so modest gains today across the board. Russell 2000 was our only loser, down just fractionally. Uh, Dow closed at uh, just uh, just over 26,000. NASDAQ closed at just over 7,500. Uh, so again, great start to the year. Great, uh, great move higher since the capitulation. So this is what I want you to think about. This is pretty stunning. We got this information today, this knowledge of, uh, of equity outflows. Think about this. So <clears throat> from those uh, 1224... Uh, capitulation lows, the Christmas Eve massacre, um, the S&P 500 has now had a V-shaped bottom, meaning straight up, right, just like it sounds, a, a technical formation called a V-shaped bottom, which are very rare, by the way, but that's exactly what we're ha seeing happen right before our eyes. But that's a 19% move higher, nine straight weeks of gains uh, in the S&P 500. Uh, this also occurred at the same time that we had the largest equity outflows on record, the most selling in U.S. equities on record for the last 12 weeks. A total of $87.9 billion has left U.S. equity funds. So how is that even possible? How is it that we can have a V-shaped bottom, a 19% move higher, with $87.9 billion leaving, being sold and leaving U.S. stocks? Well, think about this. First of all, that's a 12-week reporting. The first uh, three weeks of December were horrible, right? That's when most of this selling took place. That's when we had our true capitulation. This is what we were talking about at the time. If you're joining us back on our podcast then, uh, this is what we were telling you about then. Massive selling. This is a classic sign of capitulation. So that's one thing. But the other thing that this, 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 this does not report is foreign inflows. I can tell you uh, that 
foreigners have been buying, aggressively buying U.S. equities. And uh, one of the reasons is we've had a very strong dollar. That's, that's, that, that's a very attractive reason to move money into the U.S. Uh, you get the currency play. But the other reason, of course, is that our market has been the best market in the world. So strength begets strength. And so, uh, again, this is what most people don't really understand about the structural strength of this market and why it's a freight train that's not going to slow down. Internals today were, uh, again, not, not great, uh, not, not like Fridays where we had three to one internals across the board pretty much, but still positive internals uh, looking very, very strong. And, and check this out. Uh, again, if you've been joining us here, you know one of the things we follow closely is new 52-week highs to lows, which were just getting crushed in October and November. This is when we started saying something's wrong with this market. Well, we, just, just the opposite is taking place now. 474 new stocks hit 52-week highs to just 58 hitting new 52-week lows. This is that foundational strength we talk about in the markets uh, that tell us that uh, this market – it, it, look, who knows what's going to happen in a day or two or three or four because no one does. You find that person, just go ahead and know that you've, you, you found a fraud because no one can tell you day-to-day -day what's going to happen. But when you follow the internals like we do and that I have for over 30 years thanks to my mentors, it gives you a real sense of, of, uh, of again, the structural uh, strength or weakness of the market. And right now it just could not be better. Uh, we had uh, 7 of 11 sectors that were higher today, led by materials and technology. Uh, the losers were real estate and the youths. And uh, one thing we're going to post tomorrow, and I'll just cover this quickly, it's pretty stunning. I just ran a chart. We're long housing. We've been aggressively buying housing uh, through a, a leverage ETF, a three-time leverage ETF, and just it's up 100% uh, from those lows. It's just been uh, killing it. And um, one of the... Um, so I'll pull up a chart, and I'm going I'm to publish this tomorrow uh, for our members, but it just kind of blew me away. I'll just kind of walk you through it. If you want to pull up a 10-year chart of HDX, it's the housing index, uh, again, it's one of these things you have to see. But I believe, based on what I see here, that we've, we've reached the fourth significant structural low in the housing index going back to the financial crisis of 2008-2009. What's important about that is this. The average move higher following the three previous structural lows, significant lows, capitulation lows, the average move higher from those previous three has been 125%. So we have a significant move higher in our view uh, 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 right in front of us in housing stocks and a lot of money, a lot of money to, to be made there. Uh, today, gold closed at uh, thirteen twenty-eight, off about four dollars an ounce. We, we remain very, very bullish of gold, especially the miners. Silver was off fractionally as well, down seven cents at fifteen eighty-five. Uh, oil closed today, uh, down almost two dollars a barrel, based on some Trump comments. Actually, just a little bit over overbought, uh, closing at fifty-five thirty-seven. And folks, again, our macro theme we've been hitting on this hard is that the global economy and global market is here. We've been telling you this. We believe it. We, we see evidence of it now, and nobody is really buying into this, which makes us really even that much more bullish. We love being contrarians when we see direct evidence right in front of us that we should be, and uh, we believe, as we've been saying here, that the U.S. market will continually – the U.S. economy will continue to leave the world. We have a global economic and, and, and equity bull market directly in front of us as the U.S. leads, and, and uh, if you're positioned correctly – can make a fortune 
in the next two, three, four, maybe five or six years. Uh, folks, with that, again, join us. Uh, sign up so you get our emails at uh, vrainsider.com uh, or kipharris.com for the blog and uh, find out about our special we're launching tomorrow. We'd love to have you come join us here. Crush Mr. Market with us. Uh, again, my name is Kip Harridge. Uh, until tomorrow after the close, we'll see you then. Have a great night, uh, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow again after the close. Bye-bye.